my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast with the courage to face off against Zach Bagans and his boys, no masks, <laughs> exposed to the elements. Oh. My name is Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. You know, I was I was thinking you were going to come into that with like the only podcast with the ammo to take on <laughs> Zach Bagans. Fire it up. There's actually blanks in this. Cover your ears. I'm not blowing it. This is the first episode in season three where I'm not, I feel like it's a roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster for me. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's off the heels of the last three. It's kind of, we've dipped down a bit. It's not, it's so, okay, let's just get into it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We are talking about. Ghost Adventures, Season 3, Episode 4, The Remington Arms Factory. We're at the old Remington Arms Factory, built in 1867, here in Bridgeport, Connecticut. This is where violence was manufactured. Oh is there anybody here that used to work on bullets? Where violence was sown. And violence was reaped. I'm clear! They made things that kill people. You're an Nazi spy. Give us a noise. We've got some bashing head energy in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zach Bagans cannot stop talking about how this is a place that manufactured death. Where violence was manufactured. Where violence was sown. Where violence was reaped. Zach was so proud <laughs> of that opening yeah. i could just imagine how annoyed aaron was with all of the direction oh that whole opening sequence all the different <laughs> angles they had to do he like film schooled it up his introduction to this episode crosses at least five different locations at this factory different setup shots you've got like aaron hiding in the in a, in a broken down building peeking his camera up in the corner of a window to film nick filming zach he knows that he has to establish movement continuity between the the shots he's poking he's poking with one hand he's poking with one hand and he's walking vaguely stilted and leg spread <laughs> kind of like a cowboy but it's like very robotic <laughs> Oh, but the way it the way that whole sequence ends is the the fucking cherry <laughs> on top where he just pokes his head out a window like and it does a crash zoom on him. <laughs> and it's probably cursed. <laughs> it is so it's so silly. <laughs> it has a decent setup for a haunting, but the thing that Zach really wants to focus on on as a concept is is haunted because of what it made because the bullets produced there killed so many people dark energy congregates there and i'm not yeah. sure if he's implying that everyone killed by a remington gun or bullet 
they just haunt the fucking bullet factory now. Yeah. And I couldn't help thinking like, so like when I die, I'm going to just like haunt a bakery or like <laughs> a fucking like a brewery or something. That sent me on a very similar tangent. Cause it's like, okay, so the Vatican must be fucking haunted <laughs> as shit. You yeah. kidding me? As far as dark energy producers, the child rape and mass murder genocide factory. Uh, any place that produces pain medication. <laughs> God, just fucking haunted to shit. That stirred it up, I bet. You think? <laughs> Speaking of fantasy uh, devices, I'm going to call on a fucking fashion report. Oh, yes. Give me the thermometer real quick. Look, look at me, dude. No, 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 no. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa. Check this out, man. Dude. You look weird, bro. The theming of Zach's clothes mm -hmm. has been off for the last few episodes, but damn it, it's back. So some, some of these shirts are just like a little like mysterious. You can read into them. This one is just as straightforward as his shirts get. <laughs> it's a double sided battle axe with angel wings, black angel wings, an image of a real weapon, like a weapon of war. He's like showing those spirits that their dumb bullets are like too easy. This is what a man would bring into war. This is what a man would wield to take down his enemies. Look at my battle axe. No, I don't have one, but I could. And you, I would use it against you. <laughs> he wouldn't use a double-ended battle axe. I think Zach Bagans swinging a double-ended battle axe around would be very Star Wars kid-esque as far as smoothness. I yeah. feel like he, he, he has the energy behind it, but no skill. <laughs> He's got the passion. He's got the drive. There's there's two things. There's two other fashion-related things. First off, the French tuck is back. Yes. Mm, that skull, yeah. Yes. And I did I did listen to episode two of our podcast, and we are supposed to be making a, a French guy joke about it. Ha oh, ha, French tuck. <laughs> we, we abandoned that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we... we, we <laughs> Sorry, witches and warlocks. The French, the French tuck character is dead. Dead. I think the French tuck is when you tuck it in. I, we've already fucking argued about this, but I thought the French tuck was when they tuck it in the back and let the front out. God damn it. God damn it. Witches and Warlocks, vote. Go vote <laughs> on our Patreon or whatever. Nah, yeah. Send us messages on our Instagram. Send us messages on our Instagram. Let us know if we already solved this. Mm -hmm. the, the big thing to talk about, though is his billowy pants. The big pants are back. Oh, yeah. And I think I figured out why he loves big pants. Is it for the big steps? <laughs> I think Zach Bagans has never done a leg day in his life. <gasps> oh, my God. I just love the, the idea of him having just really skinny white legs. Just these little spindly... <laughs> 
he every photo I've ever seen of him, every episode of Ghost Adventures I've ever seen, he's got billowy big ass pants. He is always he's always taking us to the gun oh. show, but I don't think he could squat a kitten. <laughs> Shoot them chicken legs. This episode does not have the best witnesses. You only have essentially four people that show them around the location. <laughs> But it does have, oh my God, can I just, I'm going to fast forward here a little bit just because he talks to him for just a minute, just a minute. But Alden, (laughs) old man Alden. Oh, Alden, Alden Sherman, the former employee. Okay. So someone must have told Zach that Alden was like hard of hearing. (laughs) Yeah. The scene just starts with him going, Alden! He just yells <laughs> Alden's name at Alden's face. Alden! Yeah. You used to work here. And you notice, did you did you watch that? Because <laughs> Alden is clearly not hard of hearing because no. he winces. He winces so hard. Alden! Jesus! What? And this is this is the thing that weirds me out about this episode. He is so turgid for this concept of industrial sabotage as a cause for the haunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi spies. And and Alden Alden does say that like he was approached by the FBI to try and do some like, you know, internal spying. The fact that Zach is so on the concept of the sabotage and he doesn't seem to really give a fuck about the woman who was buried alive in theory like <laughs> yes. both of both of those stories are equally probable but Zach really seems to only care about fucking sabotage like eh, some chick got buried alive whatever who cares I think he's really excited about spies especially ghost spies <laughs> then we're not dealing with an accident we're dealing with murder if that person was giving good information. Whew, the plot thickens. My second favorite character interaction that he has is with uh, Bob Kerwin, the property <laughs> manager, because Bob clearly doesn't cotton to a lot of this paranormal shit. Bob yeah. shows up in a, a nice straw hat, yeah. and he goes off on these goth-clad las vegas bros telling them about the wood construction of this facility you know how you got a two by 12 yeah 12 inches long they're stood on end because it could withstand a direct hit from a bomb i have never seen and heard zach so obviously out of his elements but still trying to hang in there than this conversation (laughs) yeah yeah he just looks up and he's like well, yeah, I oh, can I, see what I you're, see. I see now. Yeah, man. Whoa. It's it's me every time my dad tried to tell me anything about my car, where he's like, you know, <laughs> Bob's like pointing at the ceiling, like, oh yeah. So we got the other. Uh, you see those uh, twelve by twelves up there? You know, you you tack them really tight. You know, I obviously don't know what the fuck I'm talking about because I I don't know anything about wood. I don't work with my hands. <laughs> I'm a soft pink about boy. Wood. <laughs> I don't know shit about wood, but Bob does, <laughs> and Zach doesn't. There they are. Wow. You can imagine how many boards oh, are across. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And the size of the beams. Holy cow. Really, the only other 
witness they talk to is Jim Myers. Cop! The paranormal police officer. Were you a Nazi spy? Running. Trying to say that that might be a dead body. Dead body. Like a dead human body, maybe? Could be. Are you a spy who died in an explosion because you created the explosion? I looked into that. Because he's wearing a shirt that says... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's the East Coast Paranormal Police. Right, right. And then on the back, it has a website. I tried to go to the website. It's down. <laughs> but the whole idea behind it is that it's a bunch of cops that take people on ghost hunting tours. Yeah. And I can't imagine a ghost hunting tour that has more tourists die than that. Because <laughs> every time a fucking there's a noise, the guns are out and the bullets are flying. Did you just touch me? <laughs> the fuck was that? Ma'am, I told you to stay within the vicinity of this building. I just thought I saw something. Ma'am, ma'am, stop. Stop right there. Did you hear that? Stop resisting. Stop resisting. Did, did you catch, though, <laughs> when he describes what he saw? Oh, yeah. Because um, he says, we saw a shadow person. Mm-hmm. And, man, I was like, well, that's not the first time a cop's been scared of a dark person. his report that i saw a black shape and i drew and fired 32 times (laughs) guards wherever we go we're always having problems with the damn guard he also zach spends a lot of time re-emphasizing that they made bullets they made things (laughs) to kill people and God, I just couldn't help thinking about like all the NRA fucks watching this episode just being like, no! Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. guns don't kill people! No! People kill people! This is maybe Zach Bagan's like biggest blow to the NRA that he is speaking, if he was on Twitter, every <laughs> word would have the clapping emoji after it. Yes, or at least a period. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They made things that killed people. Then they go up to the big central tower where uh, we get to experience Zach being legitimately afraid. Afraid of heights again. And he, he turns to the camera and he's like, heights, snakes and dolls mm-hmm. that's it that's what scares me and voluptuous women and crawfish <laughs> ghosts obviously bees <laughs> bees cats we know that there's more that he's just not really admitting to oh man joel yeah so like he's scared of voluptuous like independent women yeah and dolls do you think that like the most scary thing to him is like a sex doll oh my god this is outside of the context of the challenge but i think surrounding his museum with real dolls might be a a viable option i mean that would be a scary thing for anybody (laughs) which is warlocks is our patreon stretch goal we're gonna need oh i don't know two hundred thousand dollars so that we can get however many real dolls that buys (laughs) 
Why do you like girls and money? I mean, I know we all do, but why do you like them? My favorite thing about this Heights skit is Zach, the ultimate peer pressurer. The dude whose entire career to this point has involved peer pressuring Aaron into doing everything he doesn't want to do gets up near the top of this building and looks to the camera and says, yo, I hate peer pressure. And then Aaron just tries to like, kind of like jokingly nudge him and he just whines. Don't don't peer pressure me. (laughs) Don't peer pressure me, dude. He's so insecure. It's that like, he can dole it out, but he can't take it. And then he immediately (laughs) turns around and peer pressures Aaron. So Aaron, you gotta come up here again tonight and put our X camera on the roof. This episode has enough stuff going on in the beginning that it's a bad sign as far as how the episode's gonna go. Oh yeah. But there's this scene where they're in the library (laughs) and Zach goes, every time we're about to do a lockdown, we like to go to the library. (laughs) I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) No. Bullshit. But it's they look so out of place. Like Nick is just like pretending to like look at pieces of paper and then restack them like a character yeah. in the back of a movie. They they look they look oh. like extras and I I I don't I want to see uh cuz Aaron is filming from behind and I want to imagine that in the the corner of the frame of Aaron's shot is a librarian just folding her arms and just looking at them <laughs> ready to shush them. Ready to shush. I don't I don't think Zach can read, but um <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'll give you credit. It hurt. But I liked it. Eric, we have one more person to talk about. Oh <laughs> I'm ready. I have to bring to order the Council of Paranormal Zaddies. Because we have yeah. to discuss whether or not John Zaffis is worthy of being on that council. Listen, pal, I've never met you before, and because I have to vet everybody, I don't know, I'm not playing with this stuff. You can't get out. You ain't going nowhere. You left it. The devil has the voice of many waters. Our current council is Murray Silver, obviously, Richard Sennett, and we, we elevated DJ Fly last episode. But, point of order, for DJ Fly, he's already dead. So, I don't think you can be a ghost on the council. He's the ghost that goes... He's like Slimer. He's like their fun... (laughs) (laughs) He's like their fun, like, ghost compatriot. (laughs) He's like their wisecrack. He's like... He's the comic relief. Yeah, he's just sitting there with all of his, like, rings. He's just, like, spitting his spoken word poetry. (laughs) So DJ Fly has been demoted from the muscle to comic relief ghost sidekick on mm-hmm. the Council of Paranormal Zaddies. So let's talk about John Zaffis. Dude, so first they're they're like all amped up about going to see him. Yeah. It's like quite a build up where they're like they're like there is a man who lives <laughs> nearby who is a like legend. He's a legend in the paranormal investigation world. 
and we're gonna go talk to him. At his haunted museum, one of the largest <laughs> museums of haunted artifacts. And you hear you hear oh. haunted museum, and it puts in mind a picture of a museum, not some dude's house. His hobby basement. <laughs> okay, but like, can I just say the uh-huh. first shot of him arriving to the door was <laughs> so it was like it, it I, I watched it in slow motion because he <laughs> comes to the door and it's first thing you see is the skull on his shirt <laughs> coming towards the door he is wearing exactly the same shit as the gack he's yeah. wearing the same shirt as like all the boys He's basically like a mirror of who Zack could become. Yes, a hundred percent. I think this might have been the inspiration for Zack to start his haunted museum. Oh, I, absolutely. Although, point of order on the council, knock, 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 my gavel. <laughs> I did some digging into John Zappas, and he has his own paranormal reality show that I downloaded the first season and watched a few episodes. Yeah, it was on sci-fi. I just looked yeah. that up too. The Haunted Collector. Because this is this is why I want to talk to you about John, because I don't know how to feel about him. Because I feel like either Zach told him he had to wear that shirt to match their aesthetic. <laughs> His show, oh Haunted Collector, came out a few years, just two years after this episode aired. And John does not dress like that. <laughs> He does not wear shirts like that. You can tell he doesn't wear shirts like that because they show the inside of his house. And the first floor of that house is like a grandma house. Oh, it is a classic ass old people home with pictures of grandchildren on the walls and cute little bunny tchotchkes and like doilies and shit. There's hummels. There's hummels everywhere. And he looks completely out of place wearing his weird goth. His goth skull shirt tucked into his blue jeans. With his with his black blazer blazer over top. Yeah, like. Nah, dude, you do not wear that shit every day. Absolutely not. <laughs> I like to imagine that they filmed the introduction scene and, like, Zach showed up and they were all wearing their skull shirts and John was like, oh, those are really neat. Can I get one of those? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Is that standard issue for you guys? <laughs> standard issue gack gear. <laughs> to me, there's, a, there's this, this sadness that you feel throughout this place. I'm going to just say my opinion. In this Council of Zaddies meeting, I think John is a charisma black hole that doesn't offer a lot (laughs) to anything. You have such such powerful figures in Murray Silver and Richard Sennett, and I couldn't wait for John's segment to be over. (laughs) Yes! Holy shit, Joel. Okay, so... this is what I wrote down <laughs> in my notes. I said, John is certainly a paranormal zaddy, <clears throat> but he's just too obvious. He's the <laughs> default. He's the yeah. vanilla of paranormal zaddies. If he was a spice, he would be flour. He is just so... <laughs> Powdered sugar. 
Oh my god. It's and and the thing is, the thing is that's so strange about that is that he's got the fucking background, man. So his uncle was Ed Warren as of Ed and Lorraine Warren, the mm. super famous paranormal investigators that did oh, like the shit. Amityville horror and Annabelle. Yeah. That they're making all those movies. Like he learned under them. And he's like a full-on demonologist. He hangs out with exorcists. Like he's pretty legit. But my God, he's not a cigar dad. He's like a golf dad. Uh, yeah, or, or like a golf dad that owns a lot of golf clubs but never goes golfing. He feels like he would be in a corporate boardroom talking about synergistic possibilities, and <laughs> I hate him. I kind of hate him. I don't like him. I hate his face. <laughs> he, Yeah, he looks like the guy who, like, you, like, walk towards the break room, and if you see him in there, you're like, ah, fuck, I'll take my break later. Because <laughs> he, he's going to, like... <laughs> he's going to talk to me... He's going to stand up. He's going to start jingling change in his pocket. He's like, oh, hey, how you going? Uh, boys, how about that weather? Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I went out on the boat last week and got a 13-pounder. You know, me and the son, it was just a great bonding experience. I love seeing him grow up, you know, watching the sun catch his eyes on the lake. You know, you can't really, you can't trade that in for anything. It's just a beautiful <laughs> moment between a father and son. <laughs> then we caught, Then we caught a shark. I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. I like to I like to joke around. There's no sharks in uh, there's no sharks in Connecticut. We are on a lake. <laughs> but, you know, we're having a fun. We're having a fun time. Well, what if I can dig up one of the dolls uh, that somebody gave me from Remington Arms? You want to take that with yeah. you? I'm oh, joking. You <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, I love to joke yeah. around. Yeah. I love to joke around. Yeah. If I had one, I'd let you use it, dude. Yeah. It's because I did watch three episodes of of Haunted Collector, which the premise is every time he goes and investigates a place he finds an object that's haunted and he steals it for his museum he's he's like the british empire of paranormal collection his show made me appreciate and love ghost adventures more than i ever have wow and i think this is really what makes ghost adventures have the lasting power that it does is those three and the way they run their show is authentic it's a hundred percent them there's no like false artifice because mm. fucking mm -hmm. john's show is like every other paranormal reality show they have the segment where they open up where all the people are sitting around a table and somebody comes in like oh hey john i just got a letter from a woman in louisiana <laughs> and we have a, we have a case she's hurt and then they cut to the video of her being like john my house is haunted and i'm gonna lose the house because i can't keep renters and they cut back and john's like well we have to help save this woman's home and they have like this scripted banter between them <laughs> Oh God! They've got well, this the, uh, that makes me think of that show that you you made me watch when we last hung out in Seattle. What was it? you to watch. Oh, Skinwalker Ranch with the Mormons. Yes, yes. That the the only show where it takes that that concept to such an extreme that it becomes almost a parody of itself and it becomes the most worthwhile thing you could watch on television. Yes, it is a hundred percent that, and oh it's God. the worst. 
It is the worst, oh. and I hate it. I fucking hate John Zaffis. Fuck him. I love Zach Bagans. I am a stan for Ghost Adventures for Life because at least these guys, they're very silly. They're very stupid. They're very annoying, but they're, they are unapologetically themselves. JC I'm going to vote that John Zaffis does not belong on the ultimate mountain of paranormal zaddies. He's a paranormal zaddy, for sure, but he's just too vanilla. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to hit back at you here, okay? Because oh, okay. you're treating the you're treating the uh the paranormal zaddies like the A team where like they have to be all heroes of of like equal measure. But mm. I'm thinking more like we need a zaddy that we don't like <laughs> like like the like like the redhead kid in like the magic school bus you know, it's like oh not this again you know like fucking dw from arthur yeah yeah he's the guy where we're like dude fucking oh my god he's the worst zaddy he is the worst zaddy he's a wet blanket what you're pitching to me, and I'm kind of digging this, is that the Paranormal Zaddy Coalition should really feel a little bit more, less like the A-Team where they're all heroes, and more like the WWE where we've got faces <laughs> and yes. we've got heels. You know, it's just like a sitcom, you know, it's like Seinfeld, <laughs> you know, he, we need characters that are like a, that are just not likable. Because if you like all of them, it's not interesting. And the fire, the fire of Senate and Silver together, you gotta throw a wet blanket on that shit. So you mentioned Seinfeld. (laughs) So what you have just established is that we have Murray Silver's the Jerry. Mm -hmm. Richard Mm -hmm. Senate is the George. DJ Fly Mm. is Kramer. And fucking John Zaffis is Newman. And they all have to live in in a, in the same apartment for a crazy <laughs> summer. <laughs> and believe it or not, this apartment is haunted. I love this. I, I fucking love oh, this. Oh, I know. They all are at the Gold, Goldfield Hotel, the abandoned Goldfield <laughs> Hotel. They have to live there for a summer. <laughs> oh. The real world, but it's like haunted zaddy. Witches and warlocks. Oh, join our Patreon. God, you keep mentioning the Patreon like we have one. We need to make one first, Joel. We need to get to the ten million dollar level so we can make this reality TV show. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the best idea we've ever come up with. A paranormal reality TV show where we lock people in real world style to a haunted house. And they learn about the about ghosts and life and love all yeah, on and we, television. And, and it's straight up like Love Island style where there's just <laughs> endless booze. There's endless booze <laughs> and cameras filming them everywhere, even when they're taking a shit. And, you know, it's like all these geriatric old fucking... <laughs> 
<laughs> paranormal zaddies and you know it's gonna get dramatic this is this is the greatest thing that's ever been this is the greatest <laughs> show that's ever been conceived this is literally the best thing that we've ever come up with on this podcast we should we need to quit this podcast so we can focus entirely <laughs> on this project what a great way to lose all our money all our respect and completely waste the rest of our lives wow man this is it we are ready to talk about them getting locked down zach is introducing the lockdown he's saying they had to have a police force come and sweep the building of homeless people so that's very nice i think i like the concept <laughs> yeah, that zach yeah. bagans for his fucking ghost show comes in gets the cops to un unhome a bunch of homeless people who are like at this abandoned facility yeah you didn't see the fucking paranormal cop on his like actual route slashing the tents of homeless people and like throwing them off the property and they're like please i just need to stay here for one more night please it's not safe out there sorry ma'am it's the it's the travel channel you gotta <laughs> you have to go ma'am there's a very important ghost show that's happening and we can't have you interfering with the evidence we're dealing with a place guys where i don't feel welcome at all zach mentions that it's it's a super dangerous location because of all of the chemicals in the air, they've been told that they have to wear masks. <laughs> yes! Oh, God, this part is so good. God, Zach looks at the camera and says, we're not going to do that, though. <laughs> and then there's that perfectly candid moment where it cuts to Aaron. Dude, so I'm going to wear a mask. No, we don't have them. They get in the way, Aaron. Just don't, deal with don't worry about it. And he looks, his eyes go to Nick. Like, yeah. what? Like, dude, <laughs> what? Uh, this, this, hit, I, this made me, this is, again, the emotional roller coaster of this episode. This made me scream with laughter. Like, I was, this, <laughs> that moment of, we didn't bring masks and looking at Nick is just, it's so funny in the context of the episode because Aaron is a very expressive, funny boy. And it's so funny in the context of the future of Zach having breath breathing problems because yes. it's of exactly this. Yeah. And it's also kind of funny <laughs> in the context of the COVID era where that's like every single person like a year ago, their first time coming out and they, 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 they inadvertently go hang out with somebody who's a little bit more anti-mask and they're like, Oh, we're going to a restaurant. We got we we got masks though, right? No, we didn't bring masks. No, they get in the way. How am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to eat <laughs> while I'm muzzled by the government? I can't breathe with this on. I can't breathe with this on. I can't see my children. I can't see my I children can't. smile. My <laughs> children smile is so beautiful. <laughs> I can't you can't see. It. I can't breathe out the natural toxins. I'm rebreathing my own toxins, okay? It's killing me. You know, after they they unhome a bunch of homeless people and after Zach condemns Aaron to untold amount of lung damage by breathing in lead fumes. <laughs> oh, man. They get ready for the lockdown of the Remington yes. Arms factory. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! 
And one of the first things they get... <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so Nick... Nick... <laughs> Nick goes... <laughs> Nick, Nick, true Nick to goes, form. True to form. Yeah. Is there anyone here who used to work on bullets? <laughs> that is one of my favorite Nick moments. Oh God. And and he follows it up with even less confidence as were you one of the workers that made the shot shotguns? Shotgun <laughs> sh- shells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Nick? What the f- is wrong with him? I don't know, but I got one minute of tape left. They get something a little bit spicy and not great. A little problematic. They get not so hard and then crying and then a oh. yes. Dude, that was, pr- it was pretty good. That was pretty good. I would have to say that was an oh my God, because it really does oh. sound like somebody crying and then going, yes. Yeah, it's it's up there. The EVPs in this episode are really good, and I'm oh my god, no, you're right. Like the the the, the evidence in this episode is really good, but for some reason it's not it's not exciting. It feels weird and it not feels it, again boring. If again right, it, it there's something there's the energy in this episode is fucking off, and I think yeah. it's John Zaffis. He sucks, and he sucked all the fun out of it. And, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is like a perfect example because they're so into this spy narrative, but then they they know that there's a story about a woman who was buried alive and murdered around this area, and they don't hyper focus on that for some reason. They yeah. get a me, and they get like a crying sound, and they get a yes, and then they're like, anyways. Nazis? Are there any Nazi spies? Right? What the fuck? Like, can we skip the whole Hungarian woman who got fucking buried alive? Some foreign woman? Yeah, who cares? Nazis. (laughs) Why don't you like men? So then they they get a a recording that, like, they all say sounds like a riot. Mm -hmm. Um. And they say it sounds like a like a cacophony of a bunch of voices. I don't hear it, yeah. but Aaron definitely does because they get like <laughs> the, one of the best close-ups of Aaron doing the grouper mouth. Just <laughs> oh! it's one of the things that I love about Ghost Adventures is the authenticity because you'll never get such honest expressions out of John Zaffis's stupid ass fucking <laughs> haunted collector show. Oh. Aaron is the most genuine boy in the universe and yes. he you can't act like that. That is just that is his face and that is his body and he is living <laughs> in it and I love it. Yeah, he is one of the most entertaining people when he's scared. <laughs> It's like when people are like, oh, it's I'm ugly when I cry. Aaron is beautiful when he's filled with fear. Aaron freaked out a lot, by the way, there. It was uh, pretty gnarly, man. To really, like, punctuate how much they're not following the thread of this murdered woman, despite getting really great evidence around it, they fucking leave and just leave <laughs> static cams. Yeah. And this is where we get 
the really loud dragging sound. We get more voices by where they left the static cam and where they left their trigger objects, which we didn't mention this, but John, they go to John Zaffis ostensibly to talk about the use of trigger objects. Yeah. And it's the stupidest part of the fucking episode because it's like all John says is like, oh, yeah, you put the trigger objects where people were and they you say their name and that's how they work. Yeah. He starts the, his answer by saying, look, uh, energy is energy. And sometimes energy <laughs> attaches itself to these objects. And it's like, if, if this was episode one of Ghost Adventures, maybe maybe this would be interesting but we're three seasons in they know what a trigger object is and how to use them <laughs> well they do they 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 do try to explain everything every episode as though it's your first time watching it hence the uh this is what our eyes see <laughs> or Nick trying to fucking start talking about what an EVP is and then getting shushed. <laughs> no, okay, you're right. You're right. This is this is this is the art this is the only artifice really to this show where obviously a producer has told them that people catching this on cable have to have things explained to them every single time. Fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. They put some trigger objects down. They get some voices talking near the trigger objects. Great. The last EVP that they get from this segment is the gunshot and scream that really does sound like someone just got shot. Yeah. No, it sounds just like my my neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's home. <laughs> and and like they they do explain it away well where like they're like okay there's a gunshot and a scream but it's not captured by any of the other static cameras but yeah. the sound of a car horn was picked yeah. up by both the cameras and they're like so what the fuck the the sound of a very angry asshole driver dude the fucking the dude, and they play the whole thing somebody laying on the horn driving all <laughs> it's so long i don't know what was happening on that road but somebody was having a bad time well not as bad as the person who just got murdered right after that yeah so okay here's the thing here's the thing this is either like amazing amazing top yeah. tier evidence of the paranormal or they captured somebody getting murdered we're taking them at their word uh that it wasn't picked up on another camera yeah it, on a sh on a show that has had consistent audio quality problems because aaron keeps getting high and forgets to plug things in after he plays call of duty however if it if if it was a gunshot it would be picked up by the other camera if both of them are picking up a, the same car horn it is all it's also the easiest thing to edit away too exactly they don't show us the like time stamp in the fiction of the universe this is an oh my god <laughs> yes in the narrative that they're creating this is one of the greatest pieces of evidence they've ever gotten in mm -hmm. in the reality where nothing is magic and everything is a lie 
this is the easiest thing to fake for ratings and also a little bit fucked up because somebody just got shot and (laughs) that's not great (sighs) i'm starting to smell some weird stuff too yeah are you smelling that it just hit me over here kind of like sulfur you know what i'm gonna trust him zach bagans has a pure heart aaron goodwin is an angel nick is fine. Nick is Nick. <laughs> Nick is Nick. Speaking of Nick, we get to our, our next segment of the lockdown where Nick saves Zach's entire life. Zach, don't, don't, don't walk any farther. Stop. Whoa. Stop. Dude, you almost... Jeez. Look how close you were. I just saved your life. <laughs> it's a perfect setup. Earlier in the episode, he's like, look at these holes. They're like perfect human traps. I can't believe... Of course people fell in them and died. And then he almost fucking fell in one. And he wouldn't have died because it's not that deep and it's not filled with actual molten lava. But he would have definitely hurt himself really fucking bad. Oh, yeah. And we already know. We already know that if you get hurt on this show... It's over. I mean, earlier in the episode, Aaron steps on a nail and it's small <laughs> enough that it doesn't even go through the rubber all the way, but it's a big deal. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God, God. Oh, no, no. Is it not in your foot or no? <sighs> like, I don't know like, what you're but it hurt. I'm clear! <laughs> Zach approaches Aaron's potential tetanus infection with the callous coldness that is com- that you come to expect from him interacting with his beta when he's injured. That callousness goes forward into this moment where Nick saves Zach's life. He saves his life. <laughs> Aaron and Nick are like high-fiving each other because Zach could have hurt himself and they helped prevent him from doing that. And Zach is just like thanks like what the fuck zach (laughs) he well he he, it's hard for him to be vulnerable except for when he's begging his beta not to peer pressure him don't peer pressure me bro don't peer pressure me (laughs) i hate peer pressure this is the section where they start pointing at their arms lots of evps and this is also when zach does start coughing (laughs) <laughs> it's such a redemptive moment for, for Aaron because like it, it Zach starts having this like cough and he's like I don't even know like what kind of chemicals are in this air he's like yeah. active we're, we're literally watching him develop mesothelioma we're like yeah. watching evidence of his lungs failing and then it pans over to Aaron and Aaron does this <laughs> he doesn't even say it he doesn't even have to he just oh, does no. his I told you so face mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just mm. He's Delightful. just looking at he's looking at Nick's camera and his eyebrows raise and he's got like the the tight lip like hmm, hmm. and he and he just all he says is just like yeah bro we should uh, let's just get this done he just <laughs> wants to get the shot and get the fuck out of this meth- mesothelioma hellhole the meth- mesothelioma guy would be rolling in his grave the the law offices of Ronnie Lee Deutsch. The law offices of Ronnie Lee Deutsch are constantly calling Zach Bagans 
Uh, but they don't have a case because Zach on camera refused the safety guidelines of the location he was at. So fuck you, Zach. You'll never get your compensation that you could have. If you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call me right now. You may be entitled to a large cash award. Dude. No, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't, dude. Do the growl is really funny to me. <laughs> Talk about the growl. They enter this room that, like, where, like, everything takes place. Like, it's just this one room where, like, just all the shit starts happening. And Aaron's like, oh, dude, I just heard a growl. I just heard <laughs> it. And they play it again, and it... <laughs> it sounds just like a stomach gurgle. Mm -hmm. Or a very well-filtered fart. And we already know Aaron's pockets are packed with nuts. <laughs> and every time they get a fucking growl, it's like it's him. right behind Aaron. It's, He's it's either him. farting or his stomach is growling. I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. It's true. The rule of whomever smelt it, dealt it, <laughs> applies in this in a big way. Whoever heard the growl. <laughs> Whoever heard the growl made the foul. Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> Aaron, big steppin'. Whoever heard the growl made the foul. Good way. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it smells so bad. Oh, 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 run. It's so nasty. And speaking of foul and feeling a pit in your stomach, the third great Aaron facial expression moment happens oh where Aaron says, oh, I think I'm going to throw up. So first, Nick and Zach are having are having a moment where they're yeah. like, oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. And then Nick's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is, it's happening. And then they, like, compare their, their goosebumps, and they're, like, comparing mm -hmm. their arms. They're doing this whole thing. And then the Aaron just goes, together. Aaron's just like, mm, I think we're going to throw up. And <laughs> Nick turns around, and he's like, what? And he's like, you're feeling nauseous? And he just goes, that's not good, Aaron. <laughs> and it just made me think of like it's like a kid in line for a ride at Disneyland. <laughs> Aaron, are you you're feeling sick? That's not good, Aaron. And he does this like look. <laughs> mom, mom, I think I'm mom. I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw are you, are, I'm gonna are you gonna throw, throw up? <laughs> I told you not to eat all that cotton candy before you went on the teapot. I told you not to You're gonna throw up, Aaron? You're going to throw up? Do you need to leave? Do you need to leave? If we're going to leave, we're going to have to go. leave we now. We need to go. We need to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Aaron's look where he's like, looks at Nick and then looks over at Zach and looks at yeah. Nick again with his sick face. Oh, beautiful. It's, it's perfect because at that moment is where they get another EVP sound in the distance and Aaron's eyes track to it and it's yeah. like perfectly in tune with the, the, the sound. So it's like he's one of those cat clocks like tick tock, tick tock, <laughs> yes. tick. And it, but it's like it's a cat 
I would love. Oh my god. Okay, witches and warlocks. This is our uh, one of our merchandise that we're trying to get is an Aaron cat clock, except for it's his grouper face and oh. his eyes. And the going eyes back and looking. Forth. Oh my god. I would. Oh, I and then would. when it hits, when it hits the hour, <laughs> he goes, "Oh my god." <laughs> they try to link the evp that says energy to them all feeling bad and this is again one of the roller coaster Mm -hmm. moments because you have a lot of like legitimately great evps in this episode and but they're talking about how drained they feel and like aaron's talking about how he felt sick and zach was coughing earlier it's like you are in one of the worst places to breathe as a human with lungs. Oh my god. And they and they mentioned earlier that the place is flooded. It's flooded. There's got to be a, a black mold everywhere. It's lead and chemicals and gunpowder and anything that has ever gone into making munitions and resins. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> It's the worst. You should technically be in a fucking hazmat suit. Yeah. Earlier in the episode, they just came out of the tunnels and he's just, his hands are just fucking black because of the (laughs) residue of shit that just is clinging to all services. You fucking moron. Of course you don't feel (laughs) very good. You've been breathing in literal poison all day. There's You're a lot right? of lead in the air. Yeah. I don't know how, what chemicals are floating around in this air. I don't like it. The enormity of, of their flat brain, the enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. Aaron is stepping away from the group uh, at Nick's request, and he hears, he hears something behind him and then immediately feels something go through his body and this is when we get full scared Aaron one of moment. the loudest oh my gods ever on camp like listen Jesus oh my god oh my god stop slow down slow, slow down and then they catch they catch a voice saying there's something and it's so spot it's like clear so clear and it doesn't sound like either of the three guys Oh no no! It's great, and it is it is in a moment of of Aaron freaking out and almost running, and Zach has to call it out on the 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 narration of like we're yeah. glad Aaron stood his ground because he and like the implication is like Zach is about to say because he's usually such a little bitch <laughs> and we could tell he was trying to run away. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. They set up their final static cams of the night, and they get a couple more okay EVPs, and then they get their one physical apparition. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know if this is a modern television problem, because... The only time I was able to see it was actually when they brought it to Vicki Kinner at Harbor Area Paranormal in Los Angeles. When you look at it from far away, it looks exactly like a leg taking a step. A big step. It's a big step. 
it's one big step and it actually is pretty good yeah it's it's just unfortunate that we had to sit through it in another insufferable evidence pitch <laughs> meeting with some oh my god with who the cares. fuck is this woman who is she who and the 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 worst part about this eric is that this shows how artificial and stupid these segments are because in theory the practice of bringing all of your evidence to a third party to have them analyze it before you edit it into a television show sounds like a good right. like check but they always show them the edited they include his voiceover and yeah. all of their like it's it's just them showing her the episode it's like a test audience. The only thing that this was good for is that it was the only situation where I could see that fucking mist. You know what? You know what? It there's also one other good thing about it. Is Nick and Zach mansplaining what a leg looks like oh my to Vicky oh. for like <laughs> fucking uh, like three minutes. It is so long. Yeah. It's so long. Every everybody takes a turn describing what a foot taking a step <laughs> looks like. And little did they know, Aaron knows the most about that. <laughs> they could have just turned to Aaron and been like, "Aaron, yeah. you tell us about what a big step looks like." <laughs> oh my god. Damn. Pick me up off the ground now. Look like me, bitch. Hey, uh, huh, I'm beast stepping. This is a really hard one because, uh, it's not an exciting episode. The, the, the people they interview aren't that great. Um, we even got another paranormal zaddy out of it and he's boring. Yeah. <laughs> He's boring. There are so many moments that are like laugh out loud funny. There are so many bits of evidence that are like oh my god level evidence. Yeah, oh 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 my god out loud. I feel like this is our first dip, but I think maybe we're a little spoiled because the first 3 episodes were fucking fire. That's what I think is like is like yeah, this is a, a an okay episode, but because the last 3 were so good, we're like, ah, it sucks. But compared to, like, some of the ones in the middle of, like, season two, <laughs> this is pretty good. Is, if this was a season two episode, this would be, we would have been, like, slowly stroking our erections about how good <laughs> this is. But now... We would have been like, this is actually so good. Eric, I think that it is time... <laughs> to challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. You do it, boy. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. Initially, I thought I, I went with something really obvious where I was like, oh, he's going to have to fight me in a room where I've dug a lot of holes <laughs> and I put dolls in him. So any fucking <laughs> hole he falls in, he's going to have to face a doll. But that's boring. Um, and too obvious. Uh, yeah. 
I think I'm going to go a little bit more, I don't know, gang stocky kind of psyop on, uh, <laughs> on Zach. Yeah. Um, I'm going to purchase some airtime um, and do an ad um, for my own law offices for <laughs> <laughs> medical compensation if you or a loved one have been suffering from mesothelioma. Please call the law offices of Eric Allen Hoofnagel. And <laughs> I'm going to describe every single thing Zach has done. And I'm going to get him to start calling. And every time he calls, I'm going to make it sound worse than it actually is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make him real scared, and uh, basically just drag him down to the point that I could win in any any fight. He's just gonna lose all the confidence because he's gonna be waking up every every fucking day. He wakes up and he has like a little bit of dry mouth and he kind of coughs. He's like, "Is is this it? Is this is this it?" And then oh. and then immediately my ad comes on. <laughs> Are you having trouble breathing in the morning? Are you coughing? <laughs> Have you been wearing hats a lot more than than usual? Between the years of 2004 and 2015, <laughs> did you wear a lot of graphic tees and breathe in lead <laughs> dust? You might be entitled to compensation from Hot Topic. <laughs> did you wear baggy pants? <laughs> that is that is absolutely brilliant. That's how I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to chip him down bit by bit yeah um, and w he's gonna show up to the fight and he's just gonna be like sitting in a corner and we're gonna show up and aaron's gonna be like rubbing his back <laughs> he's gonna have an inhaler yeah we're gonna come and be like hey so uh what about that ghost off and and then and aaron just is like dude dude not now he just he just dude. he had a phone call <laughs> and he got some bad news He's not long for this world. <laughs> and Zach, Zach's just like, should have worn a, should worn a mask. Worn a <laughs> Stupid chemicals. <laughs> so, so honestly, I threw out my challenge because uh, I think we already hit on such a more brilliant challenge. I want to make Zach meet us at a animatronics graveyard. <laughs> like, what? I want to see Zach Bagans try and maintain his cool surrounded by, like, decrepit, decaying, like, half-furred faced of, like, jamboree bears and, like, weird gigantic bison that still somehow come alive unpowered i want to go i basically want to do five nights at freddy's i was just gonna say you're trapping him in five nights at freddy's i do want to do it five nights at freddy's except for i really do love the concept of them being all sex dolls 
as well if we can just maybe if we could just spend all of the money we can go to Mm -hmm. an abandoned theme park where there's a bunch of rotting animatronics and then just slip in some real dolls everyone's reskin them (laughs) just put some big old titties on all those things That would scare the fuck out of him. And they're all just thrusting, and they have, like, (laughs) broken voice boxes where it's like, (laughs) Fuck me. I am now imagining a uh, a bear with half of the fur off of his face, so you could just see the robot bear underneath, like the stooped over jamboree bear with a banjo and like a fucking twelve inch fat dick, just fucking strumming away, and it just you could just see like and just these saggy fucking like silicone breast just hanging from a like a little like strap around its neck <laughs> this is the most nightmarish <laughs> fucking thing that we've ever uh, Zach walking through with his with his fucking inhaler <laughs> oh god please god please no <laughs> <laughs> and you know of course some of these animatronics that come alive have pressurized cum tubes and they just like shoot <laughs> fucking slippery jizz everywhere but it's old so it's it's very expired oh my it's, it's jizz dust it's just it's just instead of instead of like a fucking cum shot it's just like puffs of of vaguely cummy dust <laughs> Well, that went I fucking that it. went that went weirder than I intended, and I love that. So I think with these, with the lack of confidence that Zach would have after watching your mesothelioma ads, going into a warehouse filled with literally the creation, the chimeras of nightmares of jamboree bears <laughs> with giant dicks and tits shooting cum dust at them. Good lord! <laughs> Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. I do have good news, Eric. Yeah, because it's coming up. Witches and Warlocks, Eric Hoofnagel. <laughs> Our next episode, uh, not only does it have if I remember correctly, some of the best and coolest evidence, but strap on in because Zach uh, establishes that he's afraid of black people. And oh, no. He gets du- he gets bone dust on his hand as and he has to come to grips with the fact that he put his hand in human ash as we oh! join him as they investigate the Linda Vista Hospital. And cool. Eric... Yeah. Joel. I love you, buddy. <laughs> I love you too, man. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us at CFMITD on Twitter or on Instagram at Come Fight Me in the Dark. You can also send us an email to Aaron is a bottom biatch at gmail.com. That's A A R O N is a bottom B I A T C H at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Good night. <laughs>